you're listening to the Fearless Business Podcast. You're in the best place to learn about how to grow a business, get more clients, and make more money without fears and limitations, all while having fun in the process. Robin Waite is the founder of Fearless Business, a business accelerator helping coaches, consultants, and freelancers double their income and more. Now here's your host, Robin Waite. Welcome back, everybody. It is the next episode of the Fearless Business Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Waite, Fearless Business Coach. I've got a fantastic guest uh, today. We're going to be talking all about business models for personal brands. And our guest today uh, is no exception because he's done this very well for himself. It's Bob Gentle. Welcome to the podcast, Bob. Thank you very much. That's probably the most high energy introduction I've had. And anybody watching, yeah, I don't roll like Robin rolls. I'm, I'm smooth and easy. <laughs> well, it's it's probably a sign of how many coffees I've had today, Bob. It was the first day back to school for my girls. And so we've had an early start. And, you know, there will be a point today when I start to flag, but we're not here today to talk to me, about me. We're here to talk about you. Uh, there's so many similarities in our stories. Um, obviously, we, we, we met up a couple of weeks ago and had a very great discussion but not not just in terms of business, but uh, you're you're a keen surfer as well, which we sh- we have in common. Uh, have you managed to get much surfing done this summer? No, not much at all. Um, I, I've moved house, so that's really taken all my attention. Um, I mean, I'm a keen surfer, but I'm willing to bet you're better at standing up than I am. I tend to well, I tend to fall over a lot more than I'm standing up, but I love doing it. <laughs> I can get up, but it's the staying up which I struggle yeah. with. But, uh, <laughs> um, it, it, so we're, we're going to talk today about sort of building. You know, what is what is the perfect business mind? Then nothing's perfect. What's the perfect business model for a personal brand? And I think this is where. I mean, to start off with, a lot of people get very hung up on the personal brand versus business brand. Um, but let's focus very much on, uh, rather than going into the weeds with that, let's talk about the personal brand. Um, how does somebody start to elevate their position as a personal brand and start to generate income revenue in the online business world today? Well, first off, we start with the personal brand versus company brand business. The simple fact is you can spend a ton of money trying to build a corporate brand and get absolutely nowhere. If you want some return on your investment for the time that you put in, show up. It's that simple. So how you start with building your personal brand, it's that simple. You need to start showing up in people's lives like we're doing just now. Um, You need to start building out community. And I think a lot of people, when they think about this, they think about the online influencers, and I'm doing the bunny ears for those people who are listening to the podcast. Everyone influences somebody else in some other way. We're having a conversation just now that's hopefully going to influence some people, some people negatively, other people, hopefully, positively. And that really is the fundamental of building a personal brand. It needs to begin with visibility. Now, depending on where you are, that visibility might be absolutely tiny. That's how it's going to have to start. Where you are on your journey will dictate the number of people that you're reaching, the number of people that you're impacting. But the journey needs to begin with showing up. Um, the, The barriers a lot of people encounter, a lot of the time it just boils down to fear. That's why I love your brand, the fearless element of it. The truth is, everybody understands how to build a personal brand, but understanding and doing 
are very, very different things. What I've found holds most people back is not knowing, is not not knowing what to do, but actually taking action on what they already know instinctively or rationally. One of the things that holds people back is I'm scared of the reactions of other people. And this was a big issue for me for a long time. It's, well, some people might not like me. They might say, no, Bob, you look like an idiot. You've got no hair. You're wearing wonky glasses. You've got bad teeth. You know what? That used to hold me back a lot. Now I'm okay with it because I've seen the other side of it. And this is what people need to remember. One of my mentors says you need to market like a magnet. And what that means is you need to market in such a way that you're going to have a negative impact on some people, but you're also going to have a positive impact on other people. And if you want to have a strong force of attraction, you have to have this equal and opposite force of pushing others away. You can't have one without the other. And once I realized that, that really let me relax into showing up online. It let me relax into being a podcast guest and knowing it's not going to be for everyone. It let me relax into building a YouTube channel, knowing if I don't annoy some people, I'm not doing my job properly because you can't be for everyone. It's just impossible. It's, it's physics dictates that if you're going to attract some, you must repel others. So for me, that really was the key that unlocked the door to just aiming, um, owning rather my nerdiness and saying, well, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is who I'm for. If you don't like it, go somewhere else. I'm for the people who stay and that's okay with me. Beyond that, the business model side of things. And I don't know, do you want me to jump straight into money? Well, not, not necessarily. So, I mean, it's, uh, just to recap a couple of things. That, so the first one is, is show up and be you. And I, I'm not so sure. I always hate using the word authentic, but actually be yourself and be prepared to kind of repel people away. There was something which you mentioned in there as well, community, the word about, you know, mm. around community. And actually, like you're about to talk about the business model. I think this is part, fundamentally part of the business model. Um, it's about attracting people into some kind of a community. And that's where you then build up that know, like, and trust. So again, it's all, it's all one good attracting people. How do you get them to stay in a community and interact with it? Well, Again, this used to be something that was a bit of a hang-up for me because people talk about community and you think Facebook group with 5,000 people or paid online membership site. And that's fine. There's a point in the journey for that. But community is for you, me, and whoever's listening. That's where it begins. Community is my current customers. Do I have them all in silos where I don't let them talk to each other or do I bring them together? Community is anyone that watches my video and engages in the comments. Anyone that reaches out from podcast land and says, hi, Bob, I appreciated that. That's all community. How you define community really, I think, needs to begin much more intimately. Um, so I can't remember exactly what the question was, but I, th I think broadening your definition of community to, to allow for a little more intimacy and then begin with what you have, where you are, and then your community will grow as your business grows. Nice. Um, so get, getting into that growth side of things and then actually focusing on, on the monetization of it. Again, I think there's a bit of fear which creeps in of people not wanting to monetize that group 
because they think that somehow they're taking advantage of it. But actually, it's an integral part of that, um, you know, like uh, taking that relationship onto the next level. So uh, how would you start to then sort of um, build a a product around a a personal brand and start to monetize that community? Um, I I had a, I was on a call with, oh, what's his name? Uh, well, it's as is true of many people, many many authors. I've spoken to a lot of authors. Uh, let me just have a quick look. Phil Jones. He wrote a book called Exactly What to Say. And it's a brilliant book for anybody that has sales conversations. I lo- honestly, the, it's a book of witchcraft. It's incredible. Um, but I would ask him, okay, how do you make your money? Is it the book? And he said, no, no, I have 25 different revenue streams. And actually, anybody that you speak to that's successful in an online business, there's the revenue stream that you might immediately see, but I guarantee that they'll have multiple streams of revenue. So when you're looking at a personal brand, your personal brand is essentially, it's a, it's a form of attraction. It's a beacon. You put that beacon out into the world and people are drawn to it for lots of different reasons. And people are at lots of different stages of their own business journey. So if you've only got a £5,000 coaching program and they're not at the point in their journey where that's realistic for them, then they're not going to engage with you commercially and their journey might end. But if you've built in things like affiliate um, revenue, so you're recommending great products to them that aren't necessarily yours, you might have low-cost courses, you might have... um, a virtual summit where there's a ticket that they can buy that you run on a regular basis. Um, You might have, I mean, a lot of coaches, for example, they offer sort of regular one-on-one coaching. There's also group coaching, but there's also what you might call a power hour where I have a problem. I just need to fix it. I want your attention for a short period of time. Um, Then of course there's books Books can be monetized in many different ways. I have a friend, and you may have experienced the same, Robin, but I have a friend in America who wrote a book and it came out last year and he went through the the big publishing thing. And I asked him, what impact has this book had on your life and your business? And I know him really well, so he gave me a really honest answer. He said, it's changed the game for me. I don't have to go looking for opportunities anymore. They come to me. So his speaking gigs have gone from, he has to, but he gets he he used to have his transport paid for and his accommodation. Now he's getting 10 grand speaking gigs and multiples of them. He's being invited in to produce in-house corporate courses for people rather than having to run launches all the time. So the, the, the short answer to your question is multiple streams of revenue, they give you strength. And you're in the UK, I'm in the UK. And I'm pretty sure where is your audience largely in the UK? It's it's a majority in the UK, yeah. So everyone in the UK has seen dry stone walls when they drive down the countryside. And I spent the summer learning how to build those ones. And when you drive past them, all you see are these big rocks. But what you don't understand is what gives them the strength and the stability is lots of little stones in the middle. You take those little stones out, the stone will just the wall will just crumble. It has no strength, it has no stability. So multiple streams of revenue don't dismiss small streams of revenue because they all add up over over time and 
Yeah, that's the long answer to your question, Robin. Sorry, I went on a bit. <laughs> no, it's it's massively insightful, actually. I'd, um, and uh, I, somebody's just asked in the um, in the Facebook group about um, you know they'd love to know how to monetize a group, but I think you've actually just summarised it incredibly well there. It's like um, it's like the pebbles in the jar, isn't it? You've got to have in each one of those pebbles is is another stream of revenue for, for you for your business. Some are going to produce lots more. You know, the big pebbles producing lots of bits of revenue, but actually, it's the smaller supplemental bits of revenue that kind of you know support the walls support you know that drop into those gaps in the middle yeah. and I've, I've definitely experienced that through like you said through the books through events and various things like that so it's that's more insightful bob than you probably realized actually <laughs> um I, i'm curious because obviously you've, you've invested a lot of time energy and effort into your own personal brand but you didn't start off as kind of a an, an expert so to speak in your field you, you you ran an agency sort of in a uh, similar sort of way um that i did actually for many years so i'd be really interested to hear about sort of your trans your your journey from agency owner into into personal brand well i'm going to i'm going to segue with an additional answer to your previous question which really i think is an important point for everybody listening especially if you look, if you're looking at a facebook group a lot of people worry i don't want to pitch to my group and you need to flip that around to think how can i best serve the people in here because every business is essentially about a value exchange i have something that's of value there's someone out there that really, really needs it. How can I create a connection between the two? And it's a great Zig Ziglar quote. If you can just help enough people get what they want, you'll get what you want. And I can't remember the exact quote, but it goes like that. So let me remember what your question was before I got carried away. The journey, uh, journey from yes. the into personal brand. Well, I used to run what was essentially a web design business. It was quite a big one. I employed about 15 people. And it took probably 15 years to get it to that point. And you know, you a lot of people might recognize this, that you set yourself a goal and then you work and you work and you work and you work. And then you get to it and you don't realize you got there. And something really important about achieving your goals is you have to review them and you have to reassess them and you have to know when you got there. And I spent probably three years being there and, re and without really realizing that I didn't like where I was. It wasn't fulfilling me. And it wasn't fulfilling me not because it was wrong, but because I needed new goals. And I, I realized that I wasn't playing at the level that I wanted to. Um, additionally, and you might recognize this, the web design business is unpredictably profitable. You're really at the mercy of your team. And nerds are not very good when it comes to understanding commercial pressures. So I made some big changes in my business that I decided to focus exclusively on the digital marketing side of the business, which was blossoming, and let the website side of it just go because I wasn't really delivering anything that anybody else could. Um, you can go and spend that money elsewhere. So for me, it made sense to let that go. But it meant I was no longer in the competitive mindset that I was. If you and I had met 10 years ago, and you turn the lights off and you were also running a web design business, I was the one that was going to come out alive. Um, it was fiercely competitive, but I, I found myself outside of that space. So I was now, I decided to run some networking events that were specifically for my industry. And 
discovered that I really enjoyed these people that I'd spent the last 15 years being competitive with. I Not only that, I realized I have a lot to offer them. So I started building a bit of a coaching business around supporting other agencies. And I loved it. It was great. But I realized I was going to run out of customers pretty quickly unless I changed something. I needed to be more visible. I needed to build my personal brand nationally and internationally, not just locally. But in doing so, I discovered that actually the contribution that I really wanted to make was helping people build that visibility to become more confident in their personal brand because I'm a fierce introvert. For me, it was a very difficult journey. And you know, the thing that really makes me burn is seeing great people um, hiding, not playing their biggest game. For me, I love unlocking potential like some children love playing with fireworks. It's not about... That's a great analogy. <laughs> it's not, it's not about um, the business. Business is easy. Making money is easy. It's about unlocking potential and having people play their best game and not having them compromise and doing things they're not happy with. Because if you can build your personal brand online, you can spend time doing things that you are unique to you. You can really hone in on your zone of genius and let that shine. Because if you're doing that in your local market, if you're in your local network, you probably can't play your best game. You need to play bigger and a, in, a, in a bigger audience. And the analogy I often use is, just imagine you walked into McDonald's or Burger King and there was Yoda there flipping burgers. That's most people. You say, Yoda, you're incredible. I want to work with you. Sorry, dude, I just flipped burgers. You might be doing what you have to do for money in your local market, but there is a bigger game for you if you go online. You can really lean into what makes you truly unique. And I just love that. So, And I, th I think there's a lot of people who are very afraid of like taking their business online. I mean, we, we kind of had our hand forced when, you know, uh, the pandemic kind of hit sort of... Um, you know, the start of last year and people were forced online, but all I kept on hearing was, oh, it's just not the same experience. And people were just kind of making excuses as to reasons why they shouldn't go online. But uh, what, what's your advice? If there, I mean, I, I'd be really surprised if nowadays that there is anybody who, out there who's struggling still to get online, but what would your advice be to help somebody overcome that, you know, from a mindset perspective, that fear? I would say there's a difference between, there's a difference between going online and being online. Um, I'm not talking about having a website. I'm being there as a personality for people to meet, building relationships at scale. Um, I don't know, have you ever met anybody really famous? Uh, quite, quite a few people. I'm defined fame. <laughs> the rules doesn't family, matter. It's that, what, it's what's, that does count. That's, that's a very good example. So uh, what you probably find when you meet somebody that's very high profile is you know them very well. You know their kids, you know what they do for fun, you probably know what their career has been like, you know their family, you know what they like to eat, but they know nothing about you. But that doesn't change the fact that you have a relationship with them. And we know in business that we use the people we know, like, and trust. That doesn't have to be a two-way thing. So if you start showing up in people's lives through a YouTube channel, through a podcast, they know you. You don't need to impact millions of people. You just need to maybe impact a few hundred. I have a very small YouTube channel, but it delivers opportunity for me every day. Um, so 
simply thinking that I can have a, a, a website and that's, that's what I'm not talking about having a website. Yes, a website is just a place where people will transact with you. But you need to be there for people to meet in real life and you need to be intentional about it. You need to make that happen. Yeah. Um, so in terms of advice for making it happen, start with small actions. If you're not comfortable doing YouTube videos, start with sending a video message to a friend. Um, I, I take so much for granted when I think everybody's comfortable with video. I forget how terrified I was. I remember having a client. And he had never, he'd never done a Zoom call or a Skype call before. He had never engaged as you and I are now. So don't jump straight into Facebook Live. Just and I have done a YouTube video on how to get comfortable with video. That's probably a good place to start. Oh, that's that's awesome. And I, I think, again, it, it kind of builds on um, uh, what you were saying kind of at the start. First, first of all, you do have to show up. I think that's that's like an, an inevitable. It's a really but it's it's a simple but very powerful lesson. Engage with your community. So and that doesn't just have to be a Facebook group or like a, a you don't have to corral them somewhere, but just make sure that you're and and to add to that, then finally make sure that you're also available as a human. I think there's there's too many experts out there. You try and reach out to them, and like the first thing you get is is their team, or you know, you you engage in their program and you never actually get access to that expert. And I think that's yeah. actually quite can be quite damaging to a personal brand as well, don't you? I I do. And I think the biggest issue I have with a lot of so-called experts is they will jump straight into tactics without any consideration for where you are on your journey because it's the right thing, the right time to do most things. If you have no idea what what it is that, that makes you valuable, there's no point you starting to build a website or starting email marketing or list building. It makes no sense. You need to understand what it is that makes you special. What do you want to be known for? That's really hard for some people. If if I say if I, if if you were invited to speak on a on a stage, what would you be speaking about? This is a really difficult question for a lot of people. So you need to start with the foundations, and then if you're trying to sell a product, you're trying to sell a product, but you have no authority. Well, you need to go back and build your authority. Um, and that's where the conversations like we're having just now is building associations with other people over time, you will sort of build your industry authority. And then some people will try and sort of focus on the revenue generating side without giving any consideration to productizing. So if you're selling the wrong product, what worked for you in any sort of your local market might not work online. You might need to look at repackaging, reproductizing. So that's why I put together my personal brand business roadmap is to help people focus on the right things at the right time, which I, and I've, I've worked with an awful lot of these gurus and this has been a big gap for me. So having something like this roadmap, which is pretty universal, you could apply it to any business. It's what I work with. It's what I work with all my clients on now. Um, and that's been a real help. Cool. Uh, I was going to ask, that's actually going to be my next question. So how, how do you, who do you work with and how do you actually help them? So tell us a bit more about the roadmap. I'm really intrigued to know more. Well, the roadmap, as I mentioned, it's my framework for helping people do the right thing at the right time and go back and fill gaps. It's the guide, I guess, everything you need to, this is how I describe it, everything you need to fix, to start, scale, or just fix your personal brand or expert business. Some people have been at this for a long time. They've done a lot of things right, but there are probably some gaps. So let's go back and fill those. 
other people are at the beginning of their journey, they can use it too. I think there are five stages in the roadmap and something like 30 waypoints in each stage. Um, alongside that, I think it's important to acknowledge that different people, they're not just in different practical stages, but sometimes it's about mindset. Sometimes you just don't know stuff. Sometimes you're crap at taking action. And sometimes you just have no vision. And maybe these are places we need to look as well. So that's where the coaching side of my business comes in. It's helping people with the roadmap, but you don't know what you don't know. So that, that's why I help people with the coaching side of it as well. It's The way I describe it is it's a hybrid coaching and technical support service. So some people, they, well, a lot of people, to be honest, they, they have no idea where to start with the tech. So simply providing a coaching service, it doesn't actually help people. There needs to be some technical support there as well. Um, the businesses I work with, I work with all kinds of businesses, but my, my only caveat now is you need to want to step out front and be visible. I've worked with enough businesses where the board of directors will just say, we just want leads. I'm done with that. Um, so any business owner that wants to take ownership and show some leadership in their business, those are the people I want to speak to. Often they're already working with other consultants. I'm focusing on that very specific gap. Nice, folks. You can get hold of the personal brand business roadmap. Hey, I managed to get that without pulling my teeth out, which was good. <laughs> uh, from uh, It's amplifyme.agency, isn't it? Forward slash roadmap. And we'll pop a link to that yeah. in the show notes as well. Uh, what else are you working on at the moment, Bob? Well, I have my podcast, The Personal Brand Entrepreneur Show. That is my passion. I absolutely love it. I get to speak to people like you every single week. Um, and that for me has been life-changing. I think I am on episode... 160 170 something like that and it's it's the best thing i've ever done and anybody the one thing i'll, I'll say is everything i do now is at the hand of all these incredible podcast guests i've had I've spoken to some amazing people and they've largely become friends so it's a, a great network for me but and this is why i would encourage anybody to listen to it it's not for me but we're talking about the same thing week after week from, and we're looking at the same problems from different perspectives every week. And you do that enough, you'll start to understand what makes things work. Um, so definitely go and check out the podcast. I have the YouTube channel. That's just a YouTube channel. I talk about my stuff on there. So you'll find me everywhere at Bob Gentle. <laughs> awesome. So I think you're on, I spotted you on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. You've got a Facebook page as well. So plenty of places. Everywhere. We'll make sure we link to all of those as well. Um, in terms of, I, I was curious as well, this is probably going off on a slight tangent because you, you were a former, um, you were in a uh, former search and rescue team, I believe. So how did that yes. come about? And I bet well, there's probably some really amazing lessons as well that you can kind of pull across like in, into the business world. You know what there is? Um, so I started in the search and rescue probably it was 20 years ago um i was standing i live on a cliff top um, um visit sort of back garden goes out onto a park and one night there were i think it was two helicopters i could see the lifeboats out and see and there was people sort of torches flickering on on the coastline and i thought that just looks like a lot of fun um it was in the middle of a storm as well it was just crazy 
So I did a bit of looking around and discovered that in the UK, almost all search and rescue is delivered by volunteers. And so I did a little digging and joined the team. And eventually I was running search and rescue where I live. I had a team of about 15 people and we had a call out probably once a week or so. And it would be everything from cliff rescue to helicopter operations to um, sort of flood rescue, stuff like that. And it was great fun. But the main parallel I, I will say is I remember thinking one day how terrified I was about showing up on video. And I'm thinking, well, what is wrong here, Bob? You've done some really scary things. Because uh, I was in, an army reservist as well. And I thought, well, how do you how do you get comfortable with doing these really dangerous things? Like having a helicopter hovering like four feet above your head while you're hanging over a cliff, helping someone up. And it simply comes down to assimilation or acclimatization or desensitization over time. You would never put somebody into a dangerous situation and say, just deal with it. You'd have them standing and you would observe operations. And then next time you'd have them just helping somebody hold a rope. The next time you do something a little bit more sort of edgy. And I applied exactly the same principles to building my personal brand online. And that was really what made everything easy. It's just start with a little bit of desensitization over time and you'll be astonished what you become comfortable with. Comfort zones are elastic, but they don't stretch unless you stretch them. But the interesting thing is you stretch an elastic band enough, it stays stretched. Um, so your comfort zone will, will grow, but only if you stretch it. Nice. I absolutely love that that analogy. And it's it's also really refreshing as well, Bob, to hear somebody, you know, rather than like all of the gurus and experts that are like, go, 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 seven, eight figure, nine figure business growth and strategy and scaling and all this sort of stuff. It's like, actually, it's really refreshing to hear somebody say, do you know what? A steady, slow approach, methodical approach actually is the best way forward. Uh, desensitize yourself to the situation like little by little. And that's, that's ultimately where long, long-term growth comes from. Because yeah. as we know, like you scale too fast, it's actually not sustainable. And, you know, for 99% of business owners out there. So I absolutely love that. Awesome. Right. One final question, because we're just about at time now, Bob. Um, uh, we're going to jump into the fearless business time machine. And you're driving it. You get to punch in the date at some point, a year in your past, a date in your past. Um, and you get to go back to that time and give yourself a piece of advice. So you can take a moment to think about this because I know I've, I've thrown a curveball and thrown this at you sort of at the last minute here. What year would it be? And what would you say to Bob T minus X years? I don't know the year because I'm terrible with numbers, but I would go back to when I was 17 and I didn't understand what life was for. I think I had all these teachers saying, you need to pick a career. I think, well, what for? You want me to go to work, to earn money, to live in order that I can go to work. I just don't understand this. It makes no sense. And I would have told myself, forget everything everybody's tell you, telling you. It's about service. What can you do to help people? Everything else doesn't matter. What, how can you make your biggest impact? Just focus on that. And I would have got everything done much more quickly. I'd be much more, much further ahead in my business. Everything everybody tells you about career is wrong. Um, I think that, that would be my main advice. <laughs> I'd, you could get me started on the whole education system. I have a whole rant, which I could go off on about that, Bob. But actually, 
like um i don't think you realize it but in just saying that statement and other people hearing that that is the impact that you put on this planet to create and um you know i i so i think you're doing it and i, I think don't be don't, i know you're not but don't be too hard on yourself here because my my one listener who hears that you know who goes and takes that and owns that piece of information you just shared uh, to go out and, and serve and to create impact. Um, and that has a ripple effect, has a massive ripple effect. So I think that's incredibly powerful and what a great way to end the show. Well, thank you. I had a great time. Um, yeah, I don't do enough of this. So especially going live in a group, that's a real treat. So thank you very much. You're very generous with that. Uh, it's awesome it's been an absolute pleasure Bob uh, folks do go and check out the personal brand business roadmap at amplifyme.agency forward slash roadmap you can connect with Bob a Gentle on Instagram Twitter and LinkedIn as well uh, do go and check his stuff out and his podcast too we'll be sharing uh, um, uh, links to all of those in the show notes but Bob thank you it's been an absolute pleasure my pleasure if anybody ever wants to reach out to chat I'm open mm-hmm.